0: I just speak on so much to all of my friends, any of the people in my life that are having any relationship struggles, or they just can't seem to find the right person. I am such a firm believer that any relationship that you have with others is a complete mirror reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself.
1: What gets us through this crazy hockey journey is our amazing community of women. Inspired by our online network, Breaking the Ice is a platform created to connect us even more as we share our stories, our passions, our tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey and so much more. For hockey expats, by hockey expats. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. hi guys welcome back to breaking the ice podcast i am super excited that you're here today our very first first friday for september was last week and i am always amazed sitting back and watching you guys do your things on these instagram story takeovers including travel tuesdays it is always so much fun to see and made me so excited for the upcoming business spotlights that we have coming the next couple of months so definitely stay tuned to find out who will be here for October. I communicate with so many of you guys over Instagram each week, and if you've talked to me about wanting to be involved with the podcast before, and we've had a conversation about that, please send me an email. It is so much easier for me to keep track of who I've talked to that way. And if you've already sent me an email about wanting to be on the podcast, I keep those in a really specific folder, so no need to follow up with that. But if we've only talked on Instagram, even if it's about Travel Tuesday, please email me. I'm a human. I cannot remember to always circle back with people. And just keep in mind that today is the 14th episode. I do not plan on stopping anytime soon. So please give me grace if I've not reached out to you yet. We will get there and I have not forgotten about you. It has been kind of a whirlwind lately. I've been feeling a little bit trapped in my apartment and also just feeling kind of this lack of control when it comes to my pregnancy. I think I've been thrown a lot of curveballs. And if you're pregnant in this pandemic, I know you're probably feeling the same way. Um, additionally, if you're living in another country and trying to figure out the healthcare and how that all works. So that's been weighing on me emotionally the last few days. And I'm going to talk more about that next week because we are actually doing an episode on being pregnant in the pandemic and then factoring in hockey. So me and another girl are going to be swapping stories and talking about what our experiences have been like this far. It's my first baby, her second, so it'll be a really interesting episode for you to tune in to. I'm sure the Stanley Cup playoffs have been on at your place, and if you're in Europe, It's going into late hours of the night. (laughs) Subtweet at my husband if you're listening. But today on the podcast, I have Claire Stewart joining me. And Claire's boyfriend, Lawson Krauss, plays for the Arizona Coyotes in the NHL. And he actually just came out of the bubble about two weeks ago. They've been separated for two months. And Claire was back in Canada while he was up in the NHL bubble. She was so much fun to talk to. And she tells us about how when she met her boyfriend, she wasn't really looking for someone and was really on this path of self-care self-love and seeking a little bit more balance in her life but when the right person comes along as we know when you know you know and after three seasons of hockey life career changes new friendships moving away from home living in a country where she can work legally getting her dog trial and error and so much more claire feels super confident rolling with the hockey life punches and doing her best to always make the most of it when we were Emailing back and forth before we actually recorded, I wanted to share something that Claire said that I really loved and connected with. Um, She said, one thing I definitely want to know is I've always found this lifestyle to be challenging. It's never not throw me a curveball when I least expect it. It's about being ready for the curveballs by finding balance and stability inside yourself and as a unit. Hockey has been full of difficulties and lessons, and somehow I have always been able to extract that lesson to use it for a valuable experience that will help myself or others sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day life the road trips injuries moves and feel the energy of the chaos of this lifestyle i've always felt the urge to want to help other girls across sports to find their silver lining and balance and i just i love that i think that even something i'm going through right now is just i'm feeling the energy of the chaos whether that's covid and just living somewhere new It can be a lot on us. And I think that it's a really good reminder to just lean on your friends, reach out to other girls. Like if you hear people on the podcast that you connect with, reach out to them that they're coming on the podcast because they're sharing their experience and they want to help out another hockey girl as much as they can. And I think that's so amazing. And I'm just so inspired by you guys on a day-to-day basis. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Claire, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I've been excited like all week thinking about this opportunity, so (laughs) my highlight.
1: (laughs) Me too. Um, I'd love to start off learning a little bit more about you, where you're from, and what life was like for you when you and your boyfriend met.
0: I'm actually happy that you asked that. I feel like um, when people look at social media or just any of my platforms in general, there's very little information about my actual life. So I'm happy that I can share a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Canadian girl. I was born just outside of Toronto. And then I lived in Guelph my whole life. Um, that's actually where I ended up going to university as well. So I was in school when i met law. And he was actually in his rookie year with the Arizona Coyotes. So he was lucky enough, I guess, to crack the lineup like as a 19-year-old. So he was in his first full season. And I was at a place in school where I had, mm, I want to say like a semester and a half left, but I'd really put school on the back burner because at that point in time, I was getting a lot of decent modeling jobs. So I was taking these and thinking like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Like traveling, you know, dealing with the industry. And then I was also bartending, serving through school too. So I became so wrapped up in like, working and like caught up in that industry that I really put school on the back burner. So when we met, I had actually just come to this realization that maybe I'd made some bad decisions when it came to my priorities. So I was at like a phase where I had kind of stopped taking jobs, um, focusing a little bit more on my academics. I'd really evaluated my life and like looked at who my friends were and who I was spending time with and kind of cut out a lot of Toxic relationship. So I was spending a lot of time by myself, like working on my schoolwork, um, not really looking to meet anybody. I didn't want anyone interrupting my, I guess, self growth <laughs> period, so to say. So um, when he reached out, I was a little bit hesitant. But I guess so that was over Instagram. We had known who each other were for a while. Like one of my best friends from university had been dating his cousin for years. So we had just never really started talking. We just, you know, followed yeah. each other and <laughs> social and, yeah, media. <laughs> never really entertained. Yeah, I never really entertained it. And then um, what I was actually doing was since I was in like this little period of just kind of, you know, self-love, like making myself happy, focusing on my school, uh, doing things at home, spending time with family. Um, I was doing, I love to cook and bake. So that was one of those things where like, instead of going out on a Friday, I wanted to stay in and just bake pies and like deliver them to my family members <laughs> and people that I love. That oh my I gosh. Know. I want to be
1: in your family <laughs> you <can> bring <laughs> me a pie anytime. No, they were
0: loving it. They were like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than like Claire coming home from the bar. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I was constantly, I guess, posting things like my recipes, and um, you know, these cookies that I'd made, this cheesecake, and he was always replying to my stories of food never a selfie it was always the food he was replying to <laughs> and then so we would get like chatting here and there but again i was just not looking for anybody to interrupt my life at this point in time it was like so far out of what i wanted but um i kind of stopped and realized i was like oh my gosh like this guy is never replying to a selfie he's never like replying to like anything other than my hobbies. And I'm like that's kind of unusual, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like he seems like he's a little bit more interested in what I'm doing versus how I look and for me that was huge. So um we started chatting and he was saying like when my season's done I'll be back in Toronto like I'd love to take you out. And I'm just kind of like yeah 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 sure we'll go, not actually planning to go. Like and we just kept chatting and then when he came back I actually followed through and when we met each other in person, this sounds so weird and sappy to say when, I remember like looking at him face to face and just recognizing him, like feeling like I'd met him somewhere before. And Aww. it just, I don't know, something just clicked in my head. I'm like, you made the right decision. Like you were, you were supposed to be here. And we went out to that dinner and we chatted for hours and hours and hours. And I just remember leaving being like, I made the best decision of my life. Like this is my person. Like my soul actually felt like it was home. I know that sounds so like
1: No, I don't I don't think day, that's true at all. Yeah. I I believe in that stuff too. I think even like with friendships too, sometimes you feel like you know someone for so much mm-hmm. longer than you actually have. And it's like absolutely they're meant to be there. That's that feeling, you know.
0: Of course. No, it was it's just one of like to this day the most bizarre feelings, but um it's been like that ever since like we're so in tune with each other's thoughts and like emotions and like we can just know if one or the other is like having a bad day like a no to text them like if it's long distance or or whatever but no it was it was definitely like one of the most heartwarming experiences of my life I just I'd gone through such a transformational stage to being hesitant to like let somebody kind of into my little bubble so to speak of (laughs) self-love and anything that I had wanted out of life I was already giving to myself like focusing on my schoolwork my upcoming career Um, I didn't really need any validation from any other person I had no room in my life for any distraction or relationship that could potentially be toxic and you know like being an athlete was a little bit of a concern for me especially when he had like he lied about his age too like, he said that he was older than he was. He's trying to and impress what I did Google. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, Not a good start. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then, like, the more I got to know him, the more I realized, like, he was actually far beyond maybe even my maturity level, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's so funny. Every time I yeah. talk to someone on here, it's the same thing. It's like, and it was for me, too. When you find out they're an athlete, it's, you kind of have a red flag up because there's a stereotype that... You know, players or whatever, and even at my wedding, my dad was saying, "Oh, when Devin told me that she was bringing a hockey player home, of course, I had stereotypes in my head, but all of these people are just good, quality people. I mean, for the most part, of course, there's a few rotten eggs in there every now and then. yeah, but <laughs> I would say, like for the most part, all the guys are so nice. they're so respectable, and yeah, the stereotype is oh, so far from the truth,
0: absolutely. And I think um him actually. Making the roster at that age, and he kind of skipped over, like he went right from junior to the NHL. And I think that was a huge wake up call in terms of real life and mm-hmm. maturity. And this is a business. This isn't just like fun anymore. You know, it's it's a it's a huge step. And he was around a lot of older guys, and I know he's spoken so highly about his captain that he had that year and how he was a big family man. And um, I think it had a really big impact on him and just what he wanted out of life and what his goals were from there since he had already achieved such a great one that he had been focused on for pretty much his entire life. So yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. met him at a good time and he definitely met me at a really good time too because I was on such a straight track of what I would welcome in my life and what I wouldn't. I was very like, you're in or you're in the way. Like when I yes. first met yeah. him and then I realized I'm like, I don't even, like I didn't even have to say that. Like he's, he's yeah, I'm really lucky. He's great. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And is he from where you're from in Canada?
0: Okay. So he's, uh, yeah, he's from Ontario, um, but he's from Mount Bridges. So it's a little town outside of London. Okay. And that's kind of by where we live now in the off season. We're up in Port Stanley. It's like a little beach town um, just outside of London as well.
1: Oh, that sounds so nice. Well, obviously you're working on self-care and really just focusing on yourself. And I Mm -hmm. think that's that's when those people come into your life. It's like when you're not looking for it. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but when you're single and you're like, oh, I want to meet someone and this, the right person never comes along.
0: It truly is. And that's one thing that I just speak on so much to all of my friends. Any of the people in my life that are having any relationship struggles or they just can't seem to find the right person, I am such a firm believer that any relationship that you have with others is a complete mirror reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself. So, and, and when I say like, I just made these decisions to give certain things up, like I kind of downplayed them. Like they were hard. Like I found that the modeling industry was so awful for my, for, for my like body image. I had definitely some body dysmorphia. You see so many different angles of yourself, so many different makeup looks and just, you know, you're poked and prodded with different measurements. And Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to kind of realize like, you know what, as much as this is fun and you know, the photos are cool and it, and it's new experience all the time. I'm like, this is actually really bad for, for my mental health. And also I'm like, why am I even bothering to put school on the back burner for this? Like, I think an education is going to sustain me a lot better than, you know, maybe four years worth of patchy work like it wasn't and when I say modeling I mean like I was not a high fashion model I'm only five five I was doing just a lot of print advertising um I had a few really good nationwide campaigns that I was super proud of but I only ever did like one runway job it was nothing like I know with high fashion the standards are a lot different but even the small scale of work that I was doing like in Toronto and a bit in the U.S. for me personally I found that um that it just it was doing more damage to myself than it was benefiting me. So I thought that, you know what, I'm better off just get an education and really work on myself. And I had horrible relationships with food during this time too. Okay. So like it just had so many brutal side effects that I just didn't want in my life anymore. I found that, um, even like the wrong type of crowd it was drawing to me, like in terms of friendships, in terms of any guy that I had like chatted with that I was entertaining, they just modeling and, That like, it just wasn't who I was. It was just something I had the opportunity to do. And I didn't really like, um, what it was drawing to me. So yeah, I decided to cut that off and then really just work on what would make me happy. I just, I remember sitting down with my mom and looking at photos of myself from when I was like, five, six years old and just like a happy go-lucky child and being like, Mom, what were things that I did at this age that made me so happy? And she was saying like, Oh my gosh, like cooking, baking, you were always helping me in the kitchen. So I did so much like inner research of what I could do to just get myself back to this place of just joy and you know carefree living. Yeah. And so yeah, it was it was a lot of self-work, but he he met me when I was completely whole with myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he definitely was too. So it's always been a great relationship in the sense that it's not two halves making a whole, it's two whole people who have come together, like in love and respect and know that we can add to each other's life in other ways. So yeah, it was good timing. Good timing yeah. on his part. I'm actually very happy I never met him earlier in
1: life. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know I say that to my husband. I'm like, if you yeah. met me when I was in college, you would not have
0: liked me. <laughs> yeah, you would have been so I'm like, you would have never have spoken to the loudest girl in the bar. And yeah. really who I
1: was. So <laughs> okay, well, we did meet yeah. in college, but like early college. That was just a whole different oh, ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah,
0: and it definitely is like first year, second year versus the end when you're just like. Ugh, I'm over dollar beers. I'd rather yeah. actually get like a 90 on this paper and some sleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And
1: sidebar, have you actually, have you read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle? No, I haven't. You I should read, read it. Like I just started reading it and I, it's, I'm like a hundred pages in or something, but what you were talking about, just going back to when you were a child and the things that you like to do, she kind of talks about that mm-hmm. in her book and how by doing that, you can kind of find who you are before you were, so to speak, like, tamed exactly, in a certain yeah. way or, like,
0: just... You're so like, pure and happy as a kid, right? And then you're so groomed by... You're sponge. Like, anything that anybody tells you you believe, like, you believe everything that your parents say. Anything you see, like, in movies just around you and you think that's the way things work. So it's mm-hmm. definitely important to keep your inner child happy. I will say that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And even, like, <laughs> I, I was kind of the same way. And then I think once school, once like school started and I started getting a little bit older and people were kind of starting to be not as nice. I think I was a little bit naive to that. And I, mm-hmm. it for sure affected like my self-esteem and my confidence and my happiness levels. And I think you have to unlearn a lot of things that you learn. Absolutely. Being in school around a bunch of like girls that are, you know, uh,
0: it's, it's 100%. hard. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure you do.
1: It, so was there like a point like did you kind of experience burnout or was there a point that kept boiling over that made you decide okay modeling is not for me anymore
0: um a lot of it was just me coming to realizations like when i would go out with like some of my hometown friends and just be so concerned i think the biggest thing actually was the fact that um i had maintained so many friendships in my hometown and just relationships with people that i would go off and do these jobs or i'd be somewhere and i'd come home and I would feel like I had this image that I had to keep up with. And like, let's be honest, photos are completely manipulated. Like they want the best looking everything. Like they go through 500 frames until the most like ideal image Mm -hmm. is chosen. And then it's Photoshopped and it's airbrushed and it's this and that. So I felt like I had such a standard that I had to keep up with anytime I was doing anything in public, which is, was so in my own head. Like I know that I completely made that standard up for myself, but it created a lot of anxiety around just like social situations, and I felt like I always had to have like these fun stories to tell. And I just I was like, wow, this is really getting ahead of me and what matters to me. And um, I think that was kind of one of the pivotal moments. That and when when I just kind of realized I was behind in school, like I dropped classes, and I'm like, no, I'm not even on track to graduate on time, and And for what? Like, I think that was like a big thing. It was mostly like, I kind of took a step back, looked at what was going on in my life and went, for what? Like, where is this going to get me? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I just wanted better things for myself. And I wanted to be, I've always been into health and wellness and wanted to be like my ideal version of myself. And I think I just took the wrong route to get there. I think I thought that my best version of myself would come from doing these jobs and like having these great pictures for social media. And then I'm like, Nope, that is so unfulfilling. Like this is actually drawing the opposite of what I want to me. So I'm, I'm fortunate that I've always had the ability to kind of look at myself and look at my day from the outside and come to the realization of what I want to repeat and what I don't want to repeat. I've always been very critical of myself in that sense. Um, and, like, what lessons I learned um, for the day. So, I kind of just evaluated it and went, What am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely when the tables turned.
1: Yeah. I feel like you're so wise. You know, it takes a strong oh, person thank to. Thank
0: you. <laughs>
1: yeah. To be able to just, I mean, even think that thought and say, Okay, this isn't serving me, you know?
0: Oh, and I'm, I'm really happy that you said that. Yeah. And I'm definitely um, that friend that if somebody needs advice or somebody wants a perspective, they come to me. But again, this is why I'm so happy that I actually have this opportunity to chat on this podcast, because one thing I always think about is any given person could just flip open my Instagram and be like, okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Blonde girl, pretty standard.
1: They have an idea of you and feel like they know you.
0: Yeah. And, and I also think about that and maybe the reflection that it would have on law too, because he's, he's in the public eye and a lot of people know him for, for his hard work and his good heart. And I never wanted to come across as like a poor reflection on that, because I think we're very similar in terms of characteristics. But um, I I think about that all the time. I'm like, my social media shows absolutely nothing about who I am as a person, what I've done, like, I've never really attached my, um, other than random images from shoots, I would post, but I've never really attached like, my education or my career or my jobs to my identity on social media in any way or my family as well. Like I've just always kept it very uh, vague, private, I guess. Private, um, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm so happy that this like gives me a chance to show a little bit more of who I am and you know, what I stand for, what I've actually accomplished in life. Yeah. Just, like here's a selfie.
1: <laughs> Not everybody should be be able to have access to that, you know. It's I, oh, social sure. media is such a weird thing, and sometimes I, I, I when I really start to think about, it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this person from middle school that I ran into while I was out shopping knows I'm living in Europe. I'm right? married to a hockey player. I'm, and it kind of creeps me out in a way because I'm like, wow. I mean, I know because in your head you're thinking, okay, well, I'm sharing this for my friends, but then mm-hmm. you forget that so many other people are just kind of like little yeah. ghost on your instagram and know so much about you so i think it's okay that people don't always have access to that because that just means you're saving it for the people that matter you know and that are close. Yeah
0: exactly and energy is your currency right and the things that you do and the example that you set and your life experience like i think those are all very personal things and the people that you choose to have around you are the people that you're choosing to have in your circle to like benefit from from your relationship and definitely not everything is meant for the entire world. Um, you're right, but I'm, I'm happy that like, that I did kind of go the route that I did in terms of not posting anything super deep because then there's things to talk about when I run into somebody, when I'm out, you know, like I can choose to keep my family updated on certain things and not everybody just knows every speck of your life. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) So it sounds like you were pretty balanced when you guys met and, You mentioned how he was in the NHL and then he got Mm -hmm. sent down to the AHL for a little bit and he kind of needed a little bit more support from you. You guys were long distance. Um, So will you tell me just a little bit about like what that was like and you decided to make that move with him?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this is where hockey life actually shit got real for me when it was this year. So it had been great that that summer he came home from playing his entire rookie year in the NHL. Um, we were together like that entire summer and then he moved. And because I had, you know, gotten off track with school, I still had school to finish up. So I stayed behind and he was away. And then I guess in season starts in October, like he was gone for camp September season starts in October end of November rolled around and I was visiting already so much. Like I was already on a plane every two to three weeks. Like we did not really love long distance, but, um, (laughs) I had to balance it as best I could with my obligations at home that I was just kicking myself for still being tied to, but you live and you learn. (laughs) Um, I was on the plane like every two to three weeks. And then in the end of November, he got sent down, which is not the worst thing in the world. They're both great leagues. Um, I was proud of him no matter what, but it was definitely tough on him because he had never not made a hockey team in his life. So that was just, it, it was hard for him. So mm-hmm. he was sent down. And I think two days later, like I was already in Tucson. So the, the farm team is just two hours south of um, Scottsdale where he was yeah, in Arizona. So, nice. so it, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't hard, hard to get there, but um, it, it was just a shock to him. And one thing I do have to say though is he didn't take it as any sort of demotion or like you know shot to his ego. It was more so just him wondering like, well what's going on? Like where is my housing letter? Like where where should I be getting a place? Cuz we had rented a house already. Um and he had everything moved in there and it was kind of just one of the things of the instability got to him versus the the actual change in what league you're playing in. And I think it was harder for him too, because this was the first time he had actually had to factor in another person into this mix. Mm -hmm. So, and it was hard too, because I had just gotten to know these girls on the Coyotes. And then when he was sent to the Roadrunners, I'm like, Oh my gosh, well now I have to do this again. And I was more confident with it as well. So that was great. But, and you know what, the silver lining was, I came out of it that year with, double the friends and double like the great people who Mm -hmm. have now expanded and spread out to like, I think I know a girl or two on every team now just because of how things have moved around. So (laughs) um, that was definitely a silver lining, but yeah, but then he was up and down that year. Um, He did spend the majority of that year though in the AHL, but he was like, we had made plans at Christmas time. His whole family was coming out for Christmas, had rented a spot in Tucson and then, like, Christmas Eve, when I call them, they're like, oh, like, you're actually called up. So, we're like, oh, my gosh, yay, this is great. Um, but then, like, changing flights. And I got up there, and I was decided that I was actually going to stay for, like, a month. So, I got there at Christmas. And I don't think I went back home to Canada till like, February. But that was, like, and then it was sad to actually, like, be there with him when he got sent back down again. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I'm going back down. But. Um, That season was definitely like I would not trade that for anything because it taught me so much in such a small amount of time about the uncertainty, you know, the friendships um, and and just how how at the end of the day, it really is a business as much as it's fun and it's been their dream. um, You're employed by the league, not by like a certain team. You can be traded at any moment. There's always moving parts and you are. You just have to be fluid with it. So,
1: I love how, like, earlier when we were talking before, how you just said you kind of have to learn to roll with the punches, you know?
0: I was lucky that there was such a welcoming group of girls, like, on both teams that year. And it really actually inspired me to be that person from Mm -hmm. here on out. Um, Especially Law signed another deal with them last summer for three more years. So I'm like, God willing, like, we're actually here for that amount of time. You just never know. Um, I'm like, I just always want to make sure that I'm that person that reaches out a helping hand, that answers the questions, that lets people know, like, or picks people up to drive them to the rink, right? It's like 40 minutes away from where we actually live. And it just, it really taught me of what service I can do to others during all of this craziness. And yeah, it was, it was some experience the first year, but then after that, it's been, I think I adjusted pretty quickly other than the whole being in the US and being unable to work that was tough. But...
1: Yeah, I was just going to ask you. So how I mean, it's still North America so that's nice cuz it's not like a super mm-hmm. drastic change yeah, you but... have so much. To... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> but it's it's still different for you and like you said you can't work exactly. So how was that transition for you when you decided to make the
0: move to go down with him? So I'm going to be honest, that was that's to this day, the hardest thing that I have ever like found was attached to hockey was the sacrifice that you make. Um, and it's been so worth it. I would definitely say with our relationship, it's so worth it, but I have always worked really hard and been very career driven. And I've always loved a ton of things on my plate and like having very, like many moving parts for myself. Um, even through school, my parents were like, stop working so much. Like we're like, we've got you like, just please like focus on this. And I still wanted to like bartend and close the bar down and get up for like 8am class. But when he was in that season back and forth with Tucson, I kind of was just going home like when there was classes with exams or like tests where I had to be there. So I ended up graduating um, at the end of that season. And the plan had always been for me to graduate. So I went to U of G, I did my BA and a business certificate. And it had always been for me to work with my dad to take over his book. And he's a financial advisor um, here in Guelph. And I've known a lot of his clients since I was little. So that was just my path that was set out, like a really good, stable job on the horizon for me. So by the end of that season, before I was even done school, we had kind of come to the realization that that just wasn't going to be feasible. I couldn't be stuck in Guelph, Ontario when my boyfriend was, you know, on the other side of the, well, not even country, like when he's way over in Arizona, like it's four Mm -hmm. hours. plane. So we just kind of realized, and my dad kind of realized too, like that wasn't going to work out. So then there was the panic of what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to do this? And what am I going to do? And we lived together again that summer um, in Toronto that year. And when it came time for the season to start, like I had to make that decision. Like, am I fully just moving down there? Or am I going to stay here with my degree now and, and, and try and start a career? So that was really tough because I was just, I was actually, that's probably one of like the most panicked times of my life Mm -hmm. um, was in that transitional phase, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to go down there. But I said to him, I'm like, I can't live down here until I have something going for me. Like, I'm like, I can't come down here and live your life. I have to come down here and live our life. So I, <laughs> this is where it's kind of funny. Actually kind of <laughs> had to dip my feet back into the modeling industry because that's something that I could do in the U S because your look is unique. So if somebody wants to hire you, it doesn't matter. Like you're not taking a job from an American citizen. Like they wanted your look. Hmm. So I was very fortunate that I, um, started working very frequently for this company down there doing their e-commerce modeling. And I was able to do that, uh, legally. So I had that. Yeah, no, that was definitely a great opportunity, but then it, then it all circled back to like, like, I didn't want to be doing this. Like I didn't want to be stressed out all the time and like working out because I felt like I had to and Mm -hmm. eating certain things and maintaining a certain, um, standard, I guess so to speak. It actually like ended up working out too well for me to a point where a really great agency down there wanted to sign me and opportunities were flying up left right and center and they had they did a lot of work um with agencies in California. So, I was at that crossroads again of do I take this and make hockey life work but maybe take a few steps back in terms of my own mental health or do I just say no? And and wait for that next opportunity. And I'm actually lucky that he was in my life at that point with such a heavy influence, because he was really good at like taking a step back and looking and seeing like what what was good for me and what wasn't. And I really listened to his advice. That situation where he was like, I think that you got to keep this at what it is and and make your money where where you can here, but don't let this turn into a career for you that you're not going to love just because you want to accommodate me. He was more so willing to take care of me than have me not take care of myself mm-hmm. in that, oh, I love sense. that. That's like, so sweet. Yeah. So he was really great with being like, I don't think you should do this. And in my heart, I knew I shouldn't, but um, I just, I kept it at like a very, you know, it was like a great uh, I'm a, a mother and a daughter owned the company and I actually made friends with her. She's great. And uh, I would just go work for them like every couple of weeks, which was, fine for me to do down there. Like it was, um, it was a decent paycheck. So mm-hmm. I did that. And then uh, came home, came home that summer with like the same thing of like, okay, well now what? Like I did that mm-hmm. <laughs> all of, all of the season. Like, what am I doing? Like, I just constantly have had this thirst for, you know, a really great career. Mm-hmm. And then Something at that boring. point in time, yeah, I just, I always, I always want to just have something to put my efforts, my energy, my creativity, especially into. And uh, at that point in time, I actually started with a friend to work on a startup business. Like long story short, it didn't work out. Um, the business started up. I did that all of just this past season. Um, worked really hard on it. Like, my heart and soul into it i know she did too but she was also still working her nine to five while doing this and i wasn't because i was down there and i and i couldn't so i had a little bit more time and effort to put into it and then i just it caused a little bit of i want to say friction i guess that i had a little bit more opportunity and i guess like like time resources to put into it than she did but um it was like her vision that she had started. So I don't know. It just, it kind of turned into like a little bit of a, you need to keep hockey life separate from this, which you, by this point in time, like it was my life. Like I I can't keep my own life separate from another aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. So it just, we ended up deciding that it was best that, well, I guess I kind of said like, you know what? I just really feel like I'm on the wrong track right now. And like, I wish her all the best. Like I, I hope that she it. Then I came to that crossroads again, right in time for all of this COVID stop to hit. Okay. So like, yeah. it's like in the middle of a pandemic and I'm like, this isn't right for me anymore. And I'm like, Lawson, you are really going to have to deal with me for the next couple of weeks because <laughs> I'm back to square one again. I need your support right now. He's like, don't worry. Like, I think you're making a good decision. I'm going to be honest. He wasn't super supportive of that. Well, he was very supportive, but he, like, he would never say that he wasn't, but I could kind of tell that like, he wasn't loving this choice for me like he mm-hmm. i don't think he thought i was like fully happy in it when i made the decision to just kind of put an end to that um he was really like happy for me so yeah. i decided i was like you know what like i'm great with sales like i've always had some sort of sales job whether it be like serving and upselling people or jewelry or you know just like i've always done something along those lines i'm like well, we're stuck inside, like there's not much we can do. I'm gonna get registered in Ontario to train real estate. Like, I think that, especially with hockey and the bouncing around and the uncertainties and never really knowing where you're living for how long, mm-hmm. um, I kind of know the importance of having a home and a place to, you know, feel safe and dig your roots. And I thought, you know what? Like, that's something that I can really excel in in the off season when it's like the high season. Um, for real estate. I'm like, and it's something that I, that I really want to do because I know I can go out there and help a family or help a couple or whoever it is, just find their ideal space and, and, you know, and be happy. And so I'm working on that right now.
1: <laughs> That's a really good job too, to have in the, off uh, my husband actually got his real estate license, but oh, yeah. And so he does that in the summer because you know, like you, and I think like a lot of the guys too, they wonder, okay, well, when hockey's over, what am I going to do? And and so he's starting to build that and hopefully, you know, get some experience under his belt so that when the day does come that he's not playing anymore, he can do that. And I think that's a great job for hockey wives too, you know, to do Mm -hmm. in in the summertime.
0: Oh, I know. And and that was one thing I was thinking about too. I'm like, Claire, you have to just look at this, like for what it is. I'm like, what's something that you can do that, is going to be fulfilling, like where you can help people, where you can balance it in the summer pretty much because, mm-hmm. you know, we're expected to be in Arizona for the next few years. Um, and I love it there. Like, I hope we're there for a long time, but I, um, you know what I'm like, it dawned on me. And this is actually one of the first times, because even when I was in school for business and stuff like that, it was just kind of like a known fact that I was going to work for my dad. I hadn't really actually gone into a career where I had chosen it like with my whole heart where I'm like, this is really what I want to do. So for the first time, I feel like I'm so interested in learning everything and I'm really investing myself into all of, um, you know, all the modules and all of the exams because I'm, I'm genuinely excited about it. So yeah, no, it's been a, a really great thing. And, you know, I think that's one thing with hockey life that a lot of people from the outside in look and they're like, Oh, they're just living off this person or, Oh my god they must just love the lifestyle and a lot of the times that's really not the case everybody wants to be good at something everybody wants to have a purpose and not a lot of these women get credit for the fact that most people don't have a plan a or a plan b or a plan c and a lot of the women that i've met have had all of these like they have bounced around and just done everything they can to make it work so that they can be supportive to their man unto themselves and it just it kind of drives me crazy when there's that stereotype of just like enjoy your free life Mm -hmm. no that's that's not it at all no I know I
1: totally Mm -hmm. agree people have no idea and it's so hard because either you're in this career and you have to make such a tough decision to to give that up to move or you never really get into that career and then you spend the whole hockey life wondering, well, what am I going to do when this is over? Cause I, cause exactly. I really had an opportunity to explore that. So there's two ends of the spectrum, but I think it's just regardless of which side you're on, it's hard. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not an easy life as people make it out to be, you know, Oh, you're living here and you're living here oh, and you're doing this. That was
0: one <laughs> no. thing too. It just absolutely <laughs> drove me crazy. Okay. So Lawson actually just got back like three days ago. He was, um, in the bubble for playoffs. Yeah. And if you have any questions about that, I'll explain because I know oh, so yeah, no, I, I like have- my dog, and people are like, blah blah blah, what's this, what's that, how do they eat, how do they do the laundry, and I'm like, <laughs> um, but he, he just got back from this. And the whole time he was gone, it's like I don't like to say things or freak out on social media, but so many people are just like dehumanizing these guys and the fact that, like, well, you make your millions, you're not allowed to miss your family, or who would opt out, like, you're in the greatest league, and all these things. And it's like, but they're people too. And as much as, and there are people absolutely in the military, people that serve their country. I have so much respect for them, you know, like I definitely salute them. Um, but that's part of the job. Like that is kind of what you go in knowing that you're doing. And with hockey, there's road trips, you know, sometimes they're gone for two weeks. I don't know what it's like. You guys travel for long periods of time in Europe.
1: Um, so over here where we are, no, some places you do have to, like the maxi has gone is two days, but we've been in AHL, ECHL on those two week (laughs) road trips are brutal sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally know what that's like.
0: And you know, you know that they're going to be gone for maybe two weeks max, like twice a season. Um, they never really jumped into this career expecting that they would have to be away from their family for their entire summer, which people plan everything. I'm sure you know for their summers. A lot of the time they try and plan like if they can for their babies to be born then. That's when all their weddings are like, I had friends that had to cancel their weddings this summer and things like that. Oh, and it, it's like on the grand scheme of things, like there are definitely worse things happening in the world, but it's so relevant to their life and their feelings. And just like Law was gone for two months. Like I just saw him for the first time in two months because they all of a sudden emailed him like, In June, and they're like, "Well, return to play, is happening," Um, you know. And he's like, "Oh God, like I gotta get on the ice, like I gotta do something, I gotta get ready to get down there." And the NHL said that there was his P one was gonna expire or something, so they kind of told him that he kind of had to be back there earlier. So he actually went down to Arizona in the end of June. Um, Yeah, like yeah, end of June, and was down there um, on the ice at his facility for two weeks and then training camp started for like two weeks or so and then they traveled to the bubble and then they were there for like a week with an exhibition game and and getting into the swing of things there and then in the bubble for like the play-in series and then they just lost in the first round but um, I know I was was kind
1: of keeping tabs on Arizona because I knew that we were talking and so I was like asking my husband like is
0: Arizona still in
1: (laughs) so then I heard he's like no they're out now I was like oh okay I got a message and it
0: was was (laughs) actually funny because um it, it was exciting that they got in. They hadn't been in the playoffs for, like, eight or 12 years. I don't know the exact stack, but it's, like, one of those two. It was it, it had been a long time. Um,
1: yeah. How so, could – I mean, I can't even imagine, like, not playing for that long and them, them being like, okay,
0: we're resuming the season yeah, now. Yeah, right? <laughs> Get ready. So – and then part of me was being like, wow, they're absolutely, like, so excited to be in it. Like, they're going to do so well. I just thought – in my head, I'm like, he's been gone for even longer. I was sad that he was gone, but I was just so happy for his – experience and his success. And we, we really like were good with FaceTiming and, and just keeping in contact with each other every day. But um, I did not think they were just going to be out and home last week. So I have the game on and I'm watching it. And then they just really start losing like, like badly, badly. And I look around, I'm like, I should clean the house. Like maybe I'll do the I had taken over the closet he's gone. Like I never, I've never been apart from him for that long. So I just started looking around. I'm like, I live here. Like, just, I live here. Like, I really need to. <laughs> so, so that he actually feels welcome home because there's no place for him to put anything.
1: Yeah. You're like, I'm going to clean the house, but I'm not going to tell him I'm cleaning the house because. I know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I have to send an alarm for so early tomorrow. Thank God. Actually, he kind of had a long travel day. Like um, he had to like get up and then his flight wasn't until one. And then it was a, like a four hour flight. And then um, I was fortunate they sent him in a car, so I didn't have to drive away to the airport to get him. So like, perfect. I'll have like everything ready to go. Cookies baked, nothing to see here, nothing out of the ordinary. This is how I've been living for the past <laughs> months. Welcome home. Nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Obviously, like so many people plan trips, babies, weddings yeah. in the summer, like June and, well, I guess probably not June for you guys so much, but like for us, that's always been such a safe month some stuff probably had to get canceled because of COVID too. But
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I, I was talking about this. I feel so bad for like the girls that are pregnant that, oh, me too. what do they do? Do you know?
0: I know. And that was the thing that I just, I kept sympathizing to them because of course I was sad that he's been gone for like a while, but I was also thinking, I'm like, we're in the best case scenario. Like we don't have kids. My family lives close by. His family's close by. I'm going to be fine. You know, we can FaceTime and pick up where we left off when he's home. But there's some people, like I, just a couple friends that I have that have new babies, and I'm like, these are such crucial moments in their life. Like these are the first few months, first few weeks. Like like a bonding time. So, yeah, yeah, there's so many things that you just never imagine you didn't get to be a part of. And I know people have their babies during the season too, and the guys are usually allowed to leave and be there for that. And then they're traveling back and forth, but they're not gone for longer than like a week or two, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, I, yeah, I felt awful for them and. And even just navigating being a new mom, and I'm sure you've got your thoughts and and everything about that being, because this is your baby number one for you, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. See, like, and think of all the thoughts that you probably have in your head, and all like the new experience, and just like I'm sure when you go to sleep at night, there's like little worries of what ifs, and I'm like, oh, I just hope all these moms have family around, or I hope that their man makes it count and they go far enough in playoffs where. They can go and they can like reunite and like actually like enjoy this experience for like playoffs and what it's supposed to be and like instead yeah. of just like feeling completely isolated. Yeah, I definitely sympathize for the new moms in this situation.
1: For sure. And so are they allowed to leave and go home if that's if their wife is so,
0: due? So the thing that like with the bubble, I heard so many different scenarios, but what it kind of turned out to be was at first when they kind of had to, because there was a new CBA that had to be signed before any of this return to play could actually be executed. Um, It was kind of said like families can't come right now. It's not safe. There's not enough room. We're cramming all of these teams into two hotels, Mm -hmm. into like a small area in the city that's fenced off. Um, But if you make it to the conference final, your family can come in. Like you'd have to like go to a hotel for a few days, be tested there and then transferred over just a long event of, you know, protocol. But um, families couldn't just go and just go into the bubble and see them. You were allowed to opt out, though. Um, The guys were given the option to actually not participate in it. But you know with hockey, how it's such a – it's, of course, it's a team sport, but it's like such a brotherhood, and you feel so – like in debt to each other, and like you're just such a unit. And that that's, what
1: you don't really for, that's what they work for all year, you yeah, know. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly.
0: And you don't want to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. And um, there were people throughout, like different teams. Um, there wasn't anybody on Lawson's team, but I would just see things on Twitter. I'm not kidding. Over the past three months, I have followed so many sports reporters on Twitter just to know what the hell is going on in my own life. Yeah. Um. So I would like see these tweets of like certain people opting out due to family issues and, and whatnot. And I'm like, honestly, good for them because your family's forever. Your hockey career is, you know, 15, 20 years, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, family first, second and third, like all the power to them. Um, I know you were allowed to to leave, but I don't think, uh, as far as I know, I don't think you could just leave and come back. I mm-hmm. think it was like, you're in or you're not. So That's yeah. such a hard like
1: thing. Obviously, like if, if someone's, I mean, unless the wife was like, it's really okay. Like I can, you mm-hmm. know, give birth alone. That's like a lot of pressure to put on. a guy. Well, Yeah,
0: And even then, like, I think of some of these wives and it's like good for them for saying, cause you know, you know, that there's girls out there that they're so used to just being so supportive and, that, and that's been a huge role in their life. A lot of the time is like professional support system. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for them to be able to say like, you know what, you know what, go ahead. Like, I'm proud of you. Go do this, like, do your best. Um, good for them because I'm sure a lot of them just wanted to be like, oh, like, this is, you know, it, it's something that's happening for them, like, as a couple, or something finally where, like, you know, a lot of the girls give stuff up and then, like, them having a baby, like, the attention's kind of on them for more than it usually is. Um, it's kind of about them for once. And for them to just kind of be able to say, yeah, go ahead, do your thing, like, good for them. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. And I was going to ask you too. So were you kind of like, did they keep you updated on what was going on? Like the, the league or were you kind of just Um, in the dark and just being like,
0: all right, well, I guess whatever happens, happens. It was a little mix of both if I'm being honest, because he would get emails from like the PA and they would, they would kind of say like, this is what's going on. These are the dates. And then he's really good at relaying information to me. But, um, I thought, at first, like, well, you know what? If you have to go back down to Arizona before you leave for the bubble, well, I'll just come with you, and then we're not apart for that long. But then Arizona turned into a hot spot; like, it mm-hmm. got ridiculous with their cases. So we kind of realized, you know what? It's not smart for you to come, so I didn't go. Um, but in terms of like the bubble, they kind of said like, oh yeah, conference finals will bring families in, this and that, and then just maybe like a couple of days before he left, like we were chatting about it, and I was like, yeah. So like, if you guys do go far and like it's conference finals like, how does that work? Like, how do we get down? Like what happens? And like, it was kind of all of a sudden like, well, no it's on you to fly your significant other private and get them in here. Um, So just things were constantly changing in terms of how it was actually going to work out. So I don't think I ever would have truly known like what it was going to, you know, consist of until I was in that situation. But for me, it was just kind of like, this is, you know, you have the option to come at conference finals if they make it that far. You know, we are obviously for hoping sure. that he would, yeah. but um, it was win-win. It was like, if he comes home, then he gets to rock. Yeah. And we get to enjoy the last little bit of summer because who knows what's happening next season. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, and, or sorry, yeah, if he loses, he gets to come home when we get that. And if he wins, like that's amazing for him. So right. I was just really rolling with the punches day by day. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I feel like playoffs is bittersweet. I know that sounds probably like, <laughs> you know, who am I kidding? Everybody thinks the same thing. It's like, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> if you go
1: all the way, that's amazing such a huge accomplishment. And then like, if not, then, you know, know. we get to move on to like our summertime. So it's like, it is like a bittersweet feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's like, then you're actually home, like around people and you can make up for lost time. That's always a big thing for me. Like when I am actually home, like I want to jam in seeing family and friends as much as I can that I miss all year. And, and you know, like you want to take like your trips and relax and like spend time with each other when there's no background, stress and noise and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. Yeah. It definitely was. It was such a different summer, but I know it, it's different for everyone, like pandemic and all. It's just been such a strange time in the world. Like mm-hmm. you can't predict a thing. I know. And so
1: will you guys start your season back up in, is it December?
0: So see, yeah. And that's like another gray area. Um, cause they haven't been able to really do anything like in terms of the draft. And then there's like free agency, like people have contracts that are up and, um, what I've heard, and I've heard so many different things. Like, I'm not kidding. This is why I follow sports reporters now because <laughs> I just, I, I kind of want to be able to know, like a little as much of a play as I can make. I want to be able to, right? I'm sure gonna be like, "How'd you hear that?" that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I'll ask him things all the time. He's like, "I don't know. Like, who, who, who tweeted that? Like, where'd you see that?" And I'll show him. He's like, "Yeah." A, like, I'm like trying to like stay more up to date on it than he is because he just wants to, like shut his brain off now. But, um, I've heard that, um well, because they'll have to finish the playoffs and then do their their draft, which I don't even know how that'll work, and then um, free agency and everything. I've heard that camp will be in November and that the season will start in December, but I don't know 100% if they have any. So we don't actually, like, have any idea if they plan on condensing the season and just having it run from, like, December to April with playoffs starting in April, like, as it usually would, or if they plan on just, like, rolling into the summer, right? And then I think of it again, I'm like, we have five weddings in July. Like, and a lot of them are actually hockey family. Most of them, four of them are hockey families. For next summer? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, like, is it round two? Like, is everybody canceling their weddings again? Like, and you know, it's just, it's crazy. We, we really have no idea. Or if it's going to start, like, I've also heard things of, well, maybe we'll restart next season. It also be a bubble. And I'm like, oh my God. like, No. Yeah.
1: Like, Oh, my gosh! Yeah. You've gotta be kidding me. Like I hope it by that point, it's yeah, not like it's this is slowed anything. way down.
0: <laughs> no kidding. And it's like in November, that's when like they're predicting the second wave here in Ontario, too. So I don't know what it's gonna be like for each like geographic location, but I just keep thinking, I'm like, what is happening in the fall like, how is this going to work? Like, mm-hmm. you can't I know even plan anything. Questions, but yeah,
1: I know. Ugh, I, I hope to God that by next summer, <laughs> that's oh, like, right. Yeah, like I don't know when it. This whole thing started. I'm like, okay, by like this time it'll be done. Okay, by the fourth of July it'll be done. Okay, by Christmas, by this, and it's like it keeps getting extended. So I think there's just so many unknowns, and people just really don't. No, it's <laughs> going
0: on at all. <laughs> I know, I, and when this first started, so okay, so I guess it was really March when things kind of got crazy where we were. But um, I, I'm being honest, I did not know the severity of this whole situation, and I feel like such an idiot looking back because they were on the road for, they were on like a two week road trip. So I hadn't seen him in a while. I'd just kind of been hanging out with the girls, doing our thing, um, and then all of a sudden he gets home and we're sitting there and I'm, we're just kind of like, he's unpacking his stuff. And he's like, yeah, we got a text saying, uh, just to keep your phones on hot. Like they had a game the next day. Um, they were saying like, we don't know if you're going to be coming in for morning skate. Like we don't know what's going on. Um, so just, just keep an eye on your phones. Like we don't know if, if COVID's going to be kind of shutting us down, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I did not think it had been that big of a deal. Like I had just been going out for dinners with the girls still going to the gym, like <laughs> doing all these different things. And then, so I just look at them. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like they're, they're just going to shut the season down. Like what's going to happen. He's like, Claire, I don't know. Like I know as much as you do, like we're, we're reading the same text here. And then that might be NBA, Like they canceled the NBA. Mm-hmm. So he looks at me he's like oh my god like they shut the nba down like they're for sure gonna shut us down and then me still like no clue how big of a deal this says i'm like oh is there coronavirus in hawaii like can we-? <laughs> he's just like he's like no claire like no he's like pause the season doesn't mean we can just go do whatever we want like at that point in time he's thinking like hey they haven't even canceled it be like if they do i can't just go away on vacation yeah. i had no clue like what, what this was but um so they actually did end up canceling it. So we're like, okay, what is happening? And then we we ended up staying for like because we, we kept getting emails, right? It was kind of day-by-day day. with the league. It would be like, okay, we're postponing to this date. And it would be like two week intervals. And then it would be like, okay, we're postponing to this date. And then I think it was finally by like the third email, they were like, You have our clearance to return to your hometown. Like go back to your to your off-season residence. And then so we're kind of calling like our family being like, what should we do? Uh we didn't want to go in an airport, like no chance. And like we looked at how it would be to drive. Um and we're like, okay, any of the cities that we would kind of have to stop in, because it would be like a 36 hour drive, I think. I could be wrong. Oh my answer. gosh. <laughs> yeah, Get me out of that car. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. And with the dogs <laughs> and everything. I'm just like, this could be hell on earth. Um, so maybe we shouldn't drive. So then we just we really had no idea what to do and it just kept getting worse and um Finally we decided in the beginning of April. So we had already been in isolation in Arizona for a month. And my days were running out too, right? Because I'm Canadian and we're not married. So mm. I have to watch. What do you have um, to do for that? <laughs> I have to throw my hands in the air and hope for the best. <laughs> so um, you just no, I mean, I,
1: maybe we shouldn't put this part in. <laughs> I mean, not that the yes, government's listening to this yes, podcast, but <laughs>
0: true. I just I'm super mindful of counting my days. You have a rotating 180 days within the year, or so I count and I take my visits home and I make sure that I maintain a, a legal amount of time in Canada and, an, and a legal amount of time in the U S. So okay. I just, account. Keyword um, legal guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keyword legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, we were like, well, you're running out here. We kind of got to go home. Um, so yeah, we made the decision to come home and I've just been here. Actually, this is the longest stretch that I've been in Canada in a while. Like, I'm on like five months here.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it's kind of nice to go home and be with your family Mm -hmm. and, I don't know. I kind of enjoy that sometimes because it's usually most of us live away from our families during the hockey season, and it's nice to just you know you kind of feel like a kid again sometimes. I'm like I feel like I regress. I'm like oh god, I'm (laughs) turning into like my like high school self right now. I need to
0: like get it together. (laughs) I go to my parents' house. I'm like, "Hmm, what's for dinner? Yeah, it's like a week of date, like of absolutely never loading the dishwasher. Oh my gosh, my biggest responsibility is walking my dog. (laughs) I
1: I feel feel horrible. (laughs) I know. I like leave my dishes in the sink, then. Here, I'm just like crazy to my husband. I'm like, this right after, (laughs) like at home, my cups and stuff in there. My parents, and
0: my mom's like, Oh, it's so nice to see you. And then I feel bad because my other siblings come home to visit and they see them so frequently that they're just like, they don't care. And then I come home, and it's like, Oh my god, Claire, I love the And my mom, my mom's so funny, like, she loves to travel and like my parents have come down for like two weeks every season and just like rented to the house and stay there. So oh, I never go too long without seeing them, but um, yeah, I'm fortunate for how that one works out. Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm.
1: I, so I wanted to rewind just a little bit. And so you, mm-hmm. when you were living in Arizona, what were mm-hmm. some things that you were able to do to pass the time? Like, I know you mentioned that you got your dog and that oh, you yeah. kind of learned how to become more of like a member of the community in Scottsdale. So I was oh, just curious absolutely. like what you meant by that.
0: Okay, so this is actually something I'm glad you brought this up because I always try and encourage the girls, especially like if anyone, I know this is, this is a podcast that's a ton of hockey wives, girlfriends, no people in this world listening. If you ever are in a new move and you're just like, what am I doing? I am, I have no roots here. Like there's nothing here that's for me. Like there is always something for you. I promise. Um, My biggest piece of advice would be go online, get in contact with team services, find things that genuinely interest you and do it once a week, like at least, or, you know, find volunteer opportunities. So for me, what I did was, um, I was fortunate that I had like that in modeling with this company because it got me a little bit of recognition in that city. So I was getting opportunities, um, brought to me, like in terms of like creative jobs and the first year I was actually living there, um, I got asked to like guest judge at um, Scottsdale Fashion Week and just fun opportunities like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I definitely spent a lot of time chatting with um, the head of the Coyotes Foundation and team services about things that I could be doing to contribute to the community. And there's always like, I think every single team has a charity foundation, right, pretty much. Um, They're always looking for people to do different things and serve the community so and it's rewarding too right it just makes you feel like you're doing something good and you're doing something productive and and you're helping others so I would always try and find opportunities with the Coyotes Foundation and then I just had opportunities in the community um through the fashion industry that popped up and then of course like once I got there and I was fully moved in um we had known for like a year that we wanted to get a French Bulldog it just with the bouncing up and down between teams and like he was signing um, a contract, I think it was the year after. So we just didn't really know what was going on. We waited a while until we actually got one, but puppies keep you busy, you'll let me tell you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, I was, know. Yeah, and then like another thing too was, it like if you like to be physically active, like I, I love to, like I'm, I'm one of those people, when I was doing modeling and stuff, I was working out because I felt like I really had to, but now I'm at a really good place where I do it because I love it, I love how it makes me feel, my energy levels, the endorphin release. Um, So what, what I did was I would have like my daily, pretty much daily workout would be like my obligation. And then I would try and have something once a week to be doing volunteer wise. Um, Just little things like there's always fun things to do. I, I know Scottsdale is like a really good place because it's nice all year round and you know, there's hikes and There's really great malls and Mm -hmm. horseback riding and just all sorts of different things. Um, And just put yourself out there. I know it's hard to go into a group of new girls, but when you think about it, everybody's from different places. Everybody is in the same position you're in. They're there for their guy. Um, Everybody wants to make the most out of it and, and wants to have their own little family and comfort, like home away from home. So there's never anything to lose by putting yourself out there. And searching for things that will make you happy and keep you busy and following through with them. I know it's difficult, especially in Europe. Like I can't even speak that. Like I'm so fortunate. I literally went from Toronto to Scottsdale. Like the difference is the weather and the time zone, right? Like I didn't have to deal with a language barrier or anything like that. No, but, but um, I
1: mean, you're a human. It's still hard. Yeah, it's,
0: it, not, it's, it's you different, know. but just do things that make you happy and- <laughs> use Google maps. If you don't know where you're going, like that was a big one <laughs> for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to make it your home too, because that was such a, such a thought in my head when I got there, I was like, I'm here for him. Like hockey is my life. Like I will hang it at home. Like, you know, the girls are always like taking care of things for them behind the scenes and, you know, making pregame and, and going to the games. And it's like the first year I was there, I thought that I had such a, obligation to fit into this mold of what I thought a hockey girlfriend would be doing mm-hmm. and then like you or it's, I wouldn't even say the first year like uh, the first year I the first bit of the first season I fully lived there like moved at the start of the year and then I started realize like no this is really just like a change in my life too and I can go there and be supportive but like I don't need to go be at every single game like I'm not like missing. I'm not going to like lose friendships because I'm not every game. Like there's things here for me too. So yeah, definitely, definitely do your best to just find what interests you and and make yourself at home because it's, it's your home to you.
1: Yeah. And I, first of all, I love that you do that in the community. That's such an amazing thing to do. And I think that's like, you're inspiring me to want to go do that. I mean, I don't know what I could really do here in Austria. I have no clue how I would even find that information out. So oh if you know, let yeah. me know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that is important. And I think that you meet people, you know, when you get out and you get involved, you go work out, you start talking to people. And like you said, just putting yourself out there, hanging out with the girls. And hockey really teaches you about yourself right it's like I I find myself so annoying when I'm not doing anything and I'm just like what time do you have practice (laughs) what time's the game where are you going what time you leaving what and and
0: my husband's like ah (laughs) I don't know oh god yeah and 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 you know what I I totally thought for like a period of time it was like well I need to revolve it around like when he goes to the rink for practice and comes home and like when we have time that like where we're both home together and then it was like no I can go do a 9 a.m workout if I want even though his practices are until 10, like your yeah, schedules, like sure. you always look at it like their career, their opportunity, like their schedule, their success. And it's like, it really is just as much yours. And, and there's a balance, like really just like do what makes you happy <laughs> totally. and spend time together. I know they're gone a lot, but at the end of the day, like they're on road trips and you do like, especially like, I'm so lucky we have a great group of girls. Like I miss them like crazy during this, like when everyone's scattered back at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to love your own company to live this life like there's i always like when i'm chatting with the girls it's like there's pretty much three things that you have to let go of or accept or just like instill in your own um character if you want to be okay with this and it's like you have to be okay to be in your own company like you have to enjoy your own company like you really can't be a jealous person because you do share them with with you know you share them with fans you share them with with their organization, like of, there's, you know, there's always going to be girls I'm like, oh my god, and mm-hmm. you just you can't be a jealous person. You have to understand, like, take it at face value, right? Mm-hmm. And and you also, um, oh my gosh, what was the third thing that I had in my head that I always say, <laughs> um, oh, you have to be resilient. Like, you just have to understand that they're employed by the league. They're they are with a certain team, but they're employed by the league. So you could wake up to a phone call tomorrow, and you could be packing your whole life up, and you just have to adapt as best you can, control what you can control and do not worry about the rest. Just Mm -hmm. enjoy it. You know, there's so much unpredictability to it. And I think for me, like I was scared shitless of that at first. I'm like, Oh my God, like how am I ever going to have a stable I thrive off routine? Okay. So I'm like, what if this, or what if that, or different time zones, how am I going to be able to call home and then be on, you know, just be able to organize like relationships near and far. And, uh, you just have to, Realize that you just there's nothing you can do, like, you have to embrace the adventure of it and love the fact that you could be in one amazing place your whole career, or you can get to experience so many great cities. Like, I for me, I think every NHL city is like a really great city, and I love Arizona, I love it so much. But I'm gonna be happy wherever he is, no matter what. Like, as long as we're together, like, that's what's important, right? So,
1: and he signed two so more years right, with the Coyotes,
0: yeah. So, he's got um, he'll be going to his fifth year in the fall, whenever that is. And then, yeah, he's got one more year after that. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: And I have a fourth thing to add. Get a dog. Oh my. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Don't, don't like, oh, they change everything, really, right?
1: They do. And it's like, I cannot, I mean, I have two dogs. Careful. Do you have one dog or two?
0: One. And I have been like... <laughs> low-key throwing those hints out to him I'm like, oh, like butter would really love a brother and he's just butter like, no. oh my god yeah he's like not a snowball's chance in hell like you didn't like if- <laughs> bulldogs are hard to train okay like I did my best no yeah.
1: I have two golden doodles and oh, that was before we ever came over to Europe and now I'm like what have we done like I would never like, I'm obsessed with both of them I'm so in love with them but I'm one of those things. A little bit harder. It's like you have to like factor that in every time something happens. But oh my gosh, your travel must be insane. (laughs) It is insane. Yeah. And I'm like like terrified for I mean, when we fly back, so I'm due in um I'm due like November 27th. So when we fly back. He should be probably like three or four months old, but then I'm thinking, yeah. okay, when we fly wherever the heck we go the following year, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna have an 11 month old baby, two
0: dogs, and I'll oh, do that. <laughs> so I hold off on the dogs. So for you tonight, like I really am <laughs> thank going you. To. Start them now, and not to, not to like put a negative <laughs> spin on it, but like, see, good for you. That's just like another thing. It's like if people underestimate the strength and the coordination and the just the the attitude of these women in the hockey world like you have to be you you like you have to have some patience like you have to have some um organizational skills <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah which is hard to do' right? annoying and i'm oh, like right yeah <laughs> i'm so bad for that little like encouraging the girls like that are uh that are down there especially the new girlfriends and stuff too that are like lonely I'm always like you should get a dog yeah, just She's go like, get like, one no, all these no, up no, nap nap doesn't want that and i'm like yeah, who cares? Like, I had a friend, we were just, like, talking while, while her guy was in the bubble. She put a deposit on a dog and, like, hadn't said anything to him yet, and I'm, like, dying. I'm, like, good for you. Like, just... That's so like, you're funny. You're the one who's by yourself. Like, you're the one who's lonely. Like, just get it. Just do it.
1: Oh, well, seriously, <laughs> they, they make a huge difference. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I just love everything that you said and really just creating a life for yourself that coexists with his life because it's going to mm-hmm. make you a lot happier and just... Having a routine, and I think just editing it as much as you need to until you yeah. find something that works for you, and then it'll just kind of become like a, you know, routine, and then it'll yeah, just yeah, before be you agile. know it,
0: mm-hmm. you'll be just as professional as telling you. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I love talking thank you for to having you. Me. If someone wants to find you on Instagram, what can they search?
0: Uh, so they can search Claire Stewart it's got two t's on the end and my dog honestly is like the more fun one to follow so if you want to look up Butter Pig Krause like you'll probably get more of a laugh
1: out of that what's his Instagram name
0: Butter Pig Krause
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh that is so cute I'm definitely gonna go look at that once we're
0: off the call enjoy he's got some attitude (laughs)
1: yay well thank you so much
0: yeah thank you
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next week.